Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. And where on earth has the year gone? Yep, I say year because this week my big girl turned 14. Four ruddy teen. Wasn't it approximately 30 seconds ago that I was telling you, oh, can you believe it? I've got a teenager. I mean, where on earth has that time gone? Blah. And now here we are, a full year on, and it has just flashed by in the blink of an eye. And yet somehow I seem to have aged five years. How does that even happen? I don't know. So, yes, it's her third birthday in America, and yet it seemed that all of her presents were almost exclusively British-related. She got a huge box of British sweets and chocolates from her friend Louis in Manchester. You cannot begin to imagine the excitement of seeing a real-life whisper in the flesh in the desert. (laughs) I'm really surprised you didn't hear the screams of joy. When she clapped eyes on those fruit pastels, the shriek was so high, I think it must have only been heard by bats. That's how good it was. Isn't it funny how the most mundane of items can become so exotic and thrilling when separated by a few thousand miles in a couple of years? It's absolutely not just the children too. There is a jar of Branston pickle in my fridge, which I am guarding with a passion that I never knew I could have for some veg in brown gloop. And you may well have seen my tweet about one of the most distressing incidents of modern times, which involved a treasured packet of quavers, an open pantry door and a dog. Oh, I mean, I'm still upset. We really should set up a food swap, shouldn't we? I'll send you over some Twinkies. You pop a Mr Kipling's French fancy in a jiffy bag. It's a deal. It's great. The now 14-year-old's other British gifts included a Roy Kent football shirt from the TV show Ted Lasso. American sports coach goes to London to coach what he calls soccer. If you haven't seen it, I'm not sure we can be friends. Ted Lasso. Please watch. Also, she got a Beatles lunchbox, a Beatles badge set, a Beatles T-shirt and various other Beatles paraphernalia, including tickets to see a Beatles tribute band who just happened to be in Phoenix this weekend. What are the chances? And why did she get all that? Well, because the Beatles, that's why. She even fancied a British-style tea for a birthday tea. We'd driven past a restaurant twice a day for ever on the way to and from school each day, called PV Pie and Wine. PV, of course, stands for Paradise Valley, one of the areas in Phoenix where we used to live, of course, in the before times, which we won't talk about. If you are new to the podcast, hello, but do go back and listen to the episodes around May 2020. I literally can't bear to talk about it again. It was bleh. Anyway, as for pie and wine, self-explanatory, of course. So she told us that is where she wanted to go. I said, how funny. I was only thinking about pies the other day as I was talking about Wigan on my podcast. Ooh, pies, she said. She'd always been a big fan of the cheese and onion yellow sludge pie you get from the chippy. You know the one. She was getting very excited for her birthday treat. We didn't think to look at the menu. (laughs) We'd been in the restaurant for approximately three seconds when we realised, oh, yeah, of course, we're in America, aren't we? Not Wigan. Pie doesn't mean what you think it means. 
So we had a very nice pizza <laughs> and spent the evening singing Dean Martin to remind ourselves, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And we vowed never to mix up our pie pies and our pizza pies ever again. When she does finally get back, though, to that cheese and onion yellow sludge pie, those Manchester bats better be ready for those squeals. Talking of squeals, following on from coyote, javelina, scorpion, moth and tarantula gate last weekend, I was chatting with John, a nice man who came to sort out our fireplace in our sitting room this week. Oh, yeah, he said. I'm surprised you only saw the one tarantula. My in-laws live in Camp Verde. Do you remember that place I went to a few weeks ago, right in the centre of Arizona? That remote place famous for sweet corn that randomly had a Cheshire tourist board poster in a second-hand shop there. Anyway, yeah, Camp Verde. We were visiting a couple of years back, John told me, and driving home we had to stop the car as there were hundreds of tarantulas crossing the road in front of us. Let's just think about that sentence for a moment, shall we? Hundreds of tarantulas. Uh, Thank you. They migrate every year, John told me, around the fall, that's autumn to you and me, in search of a mate. I nodded Ah, and winced, but thought, surely not. Not hundreds of tarantulas. So I went and did something I encourage you not to do. I googled tarantula migration and, oh yeah, it's a thing. In several states, in fact, and I really wish I didn't know about it. But yes, there were also videos. And yes, those tarantulas were looking for a mate. Hundreds of lusty tarantulas marauding up the highways of the southern states of the USA. Ah, one video I watched (laughs) featured a particularly bonkers local wildlife expert. I encourage you to stop and handle them, he said. You can hand these to kids, and if you don't squeeze them, they probably won't bite you. (laughs) Probably. You're all right, mate. I'm good. Do you know, it's also a big week in Phoenix history this week, not just my own family history, because on the same date that my daughter was born, Phoenix, also kind of born. Because on October the 20th, 1870, the town site of Phoenix was laid out. Now, whilst native people have, of course, been in this area for centuries and centuries, the town had first been settled in 1867 by American settlers who'd moved from the east of the country. Spanish settlers had long been in Arizona, but hadn't moved much further north than Tucson. Jack Swilling was the name of the Confederate veteran who had rocked up with a bunch of miners in tow that he'd recruited in the nearby town of Wickenburg. And he had a plan to dig irrigation channels across the valley to make a place where people could live and farm. Swilling was an unfortunate choice of name as this was a man who never overcame his addiction to drink and drugs and actually died in jail whilst awaiting trial for highway robbery. It really is the Wild West. As more people came to the area, a whopping 240 by 1869, it was decided that an area of land needed to be set out to form the heart of the town. 320 acres was purchased and plotted out in what is now the downtown business district of the city. And on October 20th, 1870, Phoenix was born or 
rose. I'm not quite sure of the right phraseology, but you know what I mean. As a side note, the next year, various officials were elected as the town officially became the county seat of the newly formed Maricopa County. One such official was Tom Barnum, who was elected the very first sheriff. Now, Tom actually ran unopposed in that election as the other two candidates (laughs) had had a shootout that left one of them dead. I don't know why I'm laughing. One of them dead and the other one withdrew from the race because, you know, he'd shot his opponent. I tell you, the Wild West. Also in big news from Arizona's history, this week in 1928 saw much excitement as 1,500 ranchers and cowboys gathered at the teeny town of Sasabe, just north of the Mexican border, to celebrate the opening of a road. Yes, finally, the town had a road to Tucson. I love the fact that hundreds of cowboys showed up to the opening of a road. We didn't get that when the M6 was reopened, did we? And do you know what, thinking about it, given the choice of hundreds of cowboys marauding up and down a road or hundreds of tarantulas, yeah, I choose the cowboys. I'll see you in the desert.